Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are beginning a new message entitled, Satan's Deadly Gospel of Bait and Switch. The truths that I will be sharing with you in this message are foundational to every born-again believer, but I pray that you will resist the temptation to become bored with the words you will hear me resound, even though you have heard them many times before. For these scriptural truths will be the platform which I will lay before the counterfeits of Satan are exposed and countered by God's unadulterated word of life. I do this due to the alarming fact that many, if not most, of those who name themselves Christian have come to take so very lightly the magnificent, miraculous, and blood-purchased eternal life reality that is held within God's amazing gift of grace to those who have been ransomed by its power. Neither do they fully consider the deadly consequences which will befall a man or woman who leaves this earth without their names having been written in the Lamb's book of life. Beloved, we must understand that the enemy is fiendishly dedicated in his schemes and deceptions to keep as many as he can from coming to the true knowledge of salvation's promise in Jesus Christ the Lord. For as it is God's desire that all who believe in his Son would not perish but have his abundant life, Satan's desire is to rob, kill, and destroy as many as he can. And his counterfeit gospel is one of his greatest weapons against salvation's truth. The word gospel, as it is used in the New Testament, means good news. And the gospel of Jesus Christ the Savior is truly the most wonderful news any man or woman could ever receive. For within it is held the revelation of man's hopeless and lost condition that was manifested as a result of humanity's corrupted and sin-filled DNA, which was inherited from our first parents. When Adam and Eve rebelled against their Creator in disobedience to His Word, they were separated from their divine oneness with Him and became spiritually dead. And from that moment on, every man and woman born from their now corrupted seed were also born spiritually dead. Human beings would now live and move physically. However, their spirit man would be devoid of any true life, and they would now walk through their daily steps with the weight of the death sentence that hung over them. For the wages of sin is death. But that reality, which is recorded in Romans 6.23, comes with an antidote. For the second half of that scripture verse is connected with a grace-filled but that provides the ransom for the death our sins deserve. But the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.21 mercifully proclaims that God made him, Lord Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf, so that we who are sinners could become the righteousness of God in him. 
and in Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 9, that perfect love and amazing grace is expounded upon with joy-filled revelation. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all previously lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved." and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that, in the ages to come, he might show the boundless riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast." Beloved, genuine salvation is accomplished by God without the aid of man. No amount of good works or stellar achievements can produce, earn, deserve, or buy it. Belief in God's word alone is what positions a man or woman for repentance to have its way. And the Holy Spirit is credited even for that positioning. For he is the one who convicts, enlightens, and draws those who have been called to be chosen. We see a prototype of salvation's promised fulfillment in the Lord God Almighty and him alone, in the account of his covenant with Abraham that is recorded in Genesis 15, 1-21. In that passage, we learn that Abram was put into a deep sleep by the Lord as the covenant ritual was performed. His holy and sacred covenant was ratified by the Father and the Son and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Man's only part was to believe. Genesis 15.6 records that, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. In Romans 4.1-8, this glorious good news and the rest it produces is established. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned unto him as righteousness." Now the one who works, his wage is not reckoned as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing upon the man to whom God reckons righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven, and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Before I go on, beloved, let us please take a moment to let that all sink in, so that we can understand fully what God's Word is assuring us of, while underscoring what He has saved us to and what He has saved us from. 
Before God ransomed us, we were destined to eternal death in the fires of hell. Let that resonate within your heart and mind, because it is a truth that no false teaching or worldly flesh-filled platitudes can ever eradicate. God's Word has declared it, and it is therefore without argument or rebuttal. And yet it is a reality that, quite frankly, many in the church do not really believe any longer, especially in light of the enemy's false gospel that has infiltrated our midst, leading many to not even believe that there is a hell. This scriptural ignorance is unleashed through such demonic lies as universal salvation and the false teachings propagated by the likes of Rob Bell and many other agents of darkness like him. And that is only one aspect of the many bait-and-switch tactics that the enemy uses to lure the naive and fleshly ones into his trap of a false salvation security. As a foundation to recognizing the vast difference between the enemy's many false and deadly ways and the salvation truth that alone saves, the earmark of a genuine salvation miracle is revealed in the evidence of a new creation. A man or woman who no longer lives for themselves, seeped in pride and rebellion against God's word, but who is now completely yielded to the Savior who ransomed them from the wages of death their sin deserved. The saved one has put their full trust in this sacred atonement sacrifice of Jesus Christ the Lord and are now the blood-bought children of God, having been born again from above and completely sold out to their Savior. They may still fall and fail in their flesh, but God's promise to complete the good work that He began continues on by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, with the promise that on the day of His coming they will be found to be without spot or blemish in body, mind, and spirit. For faithful is the one who purchased them with his own blood, and he will bring all things to complete fulfillment by the power of his word. By his spirit, they are already seen as a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that they may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. They have decreased, so that the greater one who is now in them would increase. However, the enemy's bait-and-switch gospel elevates not God but man, feeding his already prideful desire to be God himself and promising him everything his heart would desire. We see the first opportunity the enemy took to implement this sinister scheme in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis 2.17, the Lord God told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed his command, in which they were allowed to eat from any tree, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would die. But on the day that Lucifer appeared to them and first tempted Eve, he assured them that they would not die, but that if they ate of the forbidden tree in the garden, they would be, in fact, just like God, knowing good and evil. The bait was, you will be like God. The switch was, that in fact, they would die. And die they did, just as Elohim had pronounced that they would. And the same bait-and-switch tactic is being used throughout every false way that Lucifer has orchestrated 
with the eternal destiny of every man and woman who sojourns in the earth, hanging in the balance of whether they become captivated by the enemy's false gospel that promises good news, but holds within it only death, or the true and unadulterated good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which leads to repentance of sins and complete trust in the Savior's atoning work alone unto eternal life. And as we consider these life-or-death matters, we will be addressing the sorrowful, lukewarm ailment of the church today, which is in its almost full-blown Laodicea condition. For it is within her midst that the enemy is accomplishing his greatest works of death and destruction. And this is where we'll pick up in our next message. Until then, beloved, I leave you with Isaiah 40 and verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com